The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the Makers of Minnesota. We are here at episode 47. And if you have enjoyed listening to these podcasts and introducing yourself to some of the great makers of Minnesota, please tell others about it. It's amazing. I was listening to another podcaster the other day talking about how there's still so many people who don't know about podcasting or don't know how to access them. You can find them on your phone, of course in your iTunes, but you can also find them on applications like Stitcher or um, Podcast One. And there's a lot of ways to find these podcasts. Once you get addicted to them, it's kind of you just keep going. Um, So if you know someone that you think would be a good listener for the podcast, please let them know about our podcast. You can send them a link online as well. We're on Facebook at Makers of Minnesota, and we're on Instagram, Makers of MN, Twitter, Makers of MN. And if you've got ideas for guests, you know, we're always looking for people doing cool things. Please feel free to send them my way. You can find uh, me at Makers of MN on Twitter or Stephanie's Dish. I have a website there also. And either way, no matter how you find me, I would love to hear your stories. Today, I have a story, uh, as some of you may or may not know, I had a business that I sold about 24 months ago. And Right away, you know, your first instinct is like, what are you going to do when you sell your business? And I've always had this fantasy in my brain about that I was going to get a camper and go camping. I have never camped. I have a cabin in Ely, Minnesota that is quite lovely, but I've always felt like I've missed out on not seeing the world from the perspective of a camper. So I've been searching for um, Airstreams, and my husband is very into these 1970s camper trailer trucks. And I came across uh, Bert Taylor's company called Vista Buell. And you are here with me today. Hi, Bert. Hi. Okay, so I think I found out about your company in the same way you kind of decided to make your company. Um, I read that you were traveling around and you were thinking, hey, there has to be a good way to do this. And you were looking at different trailers and decided you could build it better. Is that right? Well, kind of. Okay. So tell me your version. Well, I was I was doing something. I was doing computer rendering, um, photorealistic renderings for my brother-in-law. And I was spending my nest egg and I had to do something before I... Spent it all, so I yep. I, I knew about uh, uh, teardrop trailers. And, had you um, had one? I'd I'd never had one, no. Okay, but I was uh, very interested in the um, vintage trailers, mm-hmm. uh, Shastas, the nineteen sixties, the nineteen fifties, the nineteen forties, the Airstreams, and um, I was very interested in in vintage trailers. And then one day, uh, a friend said. Do a Google search of uh, teardrop trailers. And I, I had never heard of them. Yep. And once I saw them, I went, oh, my God, this is this is a scale, a size, that something that 
almost is almost furniture like something that I could I could handle because mm-hmm. I've been a woodworker uh, my my entire adult life made a lot of furniture and, and things like that so um, I thought that's something that I could do I, I had done some research and I I discovered that other uh, teardrop manufacturers were doing just fine um, doing traditional style teardrops yep. So really, there were no barriers aside from all the learning curves that I would have to go through, and I figured that that would happen in time. So I went into it with the idea that I I wanted to start a business because I had been in uh, sole proprietor for uh, most of my life, and um, and I missed having a shop, um, um, and so I went went back to it. So. When you're looking around at trailers, there's a lot of cool old trailers out there, and my husband will send me links to them on Craigslist, and we should get this, and we should get that. And I mean, I just know that unless it's nice, I'm not going to like it because I'm kind of spoiled that way. So I love the vintage piece of it, but I want it to have like nice pieces in it. I want to be able to read in there. I want to be able to keep the mosquitoes out and... So I saw your trailer, and it's so much different than a traditional teardrop trailer. It's like a piece of furniture. It's really nice. It has these giant windows in them, and you can have not only a lot of the teardrops, it's just a bed, and then the back flips up, and there's you know your propane gas stove there. Yours converts into a couch and a table, so if it's like you're somewhere and it's a rainy day, you can sit inside and play cards. In the doors, there's these little side pieces that flip up. So now you have like the nightstand where you can put your book. And there's so many little details that are so cool. I am just dying about this thing. I love it. <laughs> well, you have to come to the shop. and Oh, I do. We'll, we'll let you uh, sleep in one overnight and we'll lock you in the shop and come back in the morning and let you out. I love the idea. <laughs> This is I I could actually do this, so don't think that I wouldn't. <laughs> this, you have these big windows in there, and a regular car can pull these things, right? Yeah, pretty much. So you know, a station wagon, a, a truck, a Chevy Blazer, those kind of things. Well, the whole point of the teardrop is that that any small car, smaller car, can can tow it. A um, crossover, a small um, SUV. Um, these four these four cylinder um, engines now can are really hell for stout. You know they can pull just about anything. So we've had people with um, oh um, Foresters or Outbacks or Rav fours or um, Priuses. Yeah. Um, you know smaller smaller cars that you so you don't have to get a big pickup. Yep. And white knuckle it down the down the highway. You know pulling you know a three thousand pound rig. When was your first one that you sold coming off the assembly line? How long ago was that? That was about uh, six years ago. Okay. And uh, how many do you think you sold last year? Uh, last year we sold about 50, 55. And I know I read that you would like to sell 100 this year. Are you on track? I think we're on track for that, yep. And do you have to hire more people in order to double your capacity in a year? Is it people or is it just marketing? How do you, is there, where's the scale there? Well, the marketing seems to take care of itself. Um, people that are interested in, in teardrops, all they have to do 
and 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 all they do is just go online and search teardrops yeah. and so we pop up pretty quickly and because we're pretty unique in the industry people see it and understand what we're doing that's different and get a hold of us mm-hmm. um it, it works better than going to the state fair or going to an RV show or it's really it's direct because it's more targeted cuz that's they know what they want it's, and they're yeah. shopping yep um so what was the other part of your question? Um, how do you scale it up? So if you did 50 oh. last year and you do 100 this year, is it manpower? Is it? It's a balance because because um, we've got about 10 employees mm-hmm. total, including myself. And a big part of it is just the, making the processes um, work smoothly, um, designing the trailers so that the parts come in and they're accurately made and the assembly process goes smoothly and in a in a chronological order. Um, so, you know, we're working through those kinds of production issues uh-huh. and then getting people familiar with the, with the processes. And um, so it's having, and, and then having everything that you need to build a trailer on hand when you need it. Yep. And they'll so have inventory. to wait or, uh-huh. oh, no, we forgot this or we didn't order that or these are back ordered. So we're, we're working on those types of things and, and those really go a long ways towards um, ramping up production. Is there a season when people tend to buy these? I mean, is it spring and summer? It it seems like it starts to build in early February, and and then there's a kind of a crescendo at um, March sometime. It seems like the resale value on them has to be high too. I mean, people are so interested in them, and the tiny house movement is really. Probably not hurting you either. We we don't have any used trailers out there. We're you know we we'd like to. There's a lot of people that are in, that are interested in in used trailers. Yep. But there are so new um, that we don't don't have any yet. But um, um, they should hold their value for a long time. They're a unique product, so you're you're not buying a generic RV um, uh, that you might see on a RV lot. Uh, these are Crafted to be kind of an heirloom. I can tell by the way that you're talking about it and that the way you're talking about the scale of scaling up, that it is a piece of art to you and your makers that, you know, even though you could hire 30 more people and create more of a factory-like setting, that that's not what you're interested in. You are interested in the lifestyle of helping these people get to their dream destination. Well, that, that is a big part of it is the people, our customers are the greatest. Uh, you know, you just be amazed at how wonderful these people are, and they become part of my family. And they must send you pictures and... They send us pictures. They they name their trailers. <laughs> um, and um, it's just really fun. To, and I'm living through them vicariously. I sure. haven't been able to take a, a vestibule trip for six, six and a half years now, so... Um, I'm getting a lot of ideas of where I want to go. Yeah. And um, so. And you have to be, I think, a certain kind of person to be a trailer, teardrop trailer person. Right. Uh, a teardrop trailer person is really an explorer. Um, they're not. They're not really interested in the RV lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, an RV lifestyle seems, I think, is more social. And you go and park your big RV with a bunch of people that have yep. similar interests, and and your kids hang out together and watch your big screen TV off your your suspended deck off yep. your you know RV, and 
and you pull it with a great big pickup. And um, whereas teardrop trailer people, they see themselves as taking an, taking an adventure, and um, and and having an intimate uh, experience with their spouse or their friend or whatever, um, because you're going to be shoulder to shoulder on a it's a road trip, and you're you're going for the adventure of discovery. It's very different than um, than RVing. You would not you would not take this trailer and hang out with the RVers. You go to where the where you used to go when you pitched your tent. Yeah. It is kind of like um, camping, I guess. In... It is. It's, it is like camping. Yeah. It's just that you're leaving even less of a footprint. And um, you, you pull in, you, you open up the hatch, and you make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a, or a gourmet dinner. And um, you, sit in, in the, uh, you sit in the trailer um, on the couch and have a glass of wine and and enjoy the view, and when it's time to go to bed, you turn it into a bed. And yeah, it's amazing. It's, you sleep, and you make you have no impact uh, on your campsite. So, and and it's an immediate kind of setup, so you don't have to crank it open, yep. or unfold it, or do anything. It's just always it's just ready, ready to go. And your trailer, in a from a price point, it's about eighteen to twenty five. Is that about right? Depending that's, on the yeah, accessories. That's the range. Mm-hmm. And how does that compare to other? Your drop trailer manufacturers. Are you on the premium end? Are you on the lower end? We're, we're I'd say we're on the high end. Okay. Um, if you are explaining a, to someone, sorry, I didn't mean to right. cut you off. If you're explaining to someone why that premium price, how would you identify that for them? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, our trailers are unique and um, are, are pretty difficult to build, actually. It's not. We don't use off-the-shelf windows or doors or um, parts. We kind of have had to, because of the shape, the unique shape of it, um, the aesthetic parameters that I had. I couldn't buy things off the shelf, so I I had to fabricate these things myself yeah. or figure out a way to do it myself to keep the aesthetic lines that I was trying to do. And you know, if I had known that it was going to be so much trouble. I probably would have gone to a more traditional trailer, right? But um, but a high end trailer, high end teardrop trailer, it's uh, it's it's time consuming to build, and there are um, mass produced uh, teardrops out there that are you know maybe eight thousand to twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, a little guy makes a lot of trailers. Uh, they're they're probably the major manufacturer in the country. And they they mass produce them, right? And uh, they're they tend to be more uh, they use more composite um, panels and things that the that the bigger RV boys do. Um, and and we're we're trying to stay um, true to kind of an iconic Americanic yeah feeling. And and so we're using um, Baltic birch and hardwoods. That you actually touch and feel on the inside of the trailer, and then um, and then we're just trying to keep our our design. We're not we're, we're trying to not compromise compromise our design. And and, and your that, window is a big selling point and a big differentiation, isn't it? There's a giant window on the top of the it's, ceiling. It's, yeah, it's a it's a, a big uh, difference between other teardrops. It's big enough so that you can see the horizon, um, but when you're laying in bed, you can see the a, a big view of the sky. Yeah, and 
that's the um, that's kind of what I wanted to. I, I didn't want it to be just a place that you, where you sleep at night because that's what most teardrops are. They're they're beautiful to see, and you approach them, and they're just cute as yep. get out right. But when you get in them, you go. Hmm, I, I'd only want to be in here when it's time to go to bed. It's claustrophobic. You know, I'm I'm going to be in here when my eyes are closed. Yeah. Well, I wanted it to be used all day long. You know, I want you to be able to sit in there in the morning, enjoy your coffee, read the paper, or play some cribbage, yep. or uh, be be sitting in half in, half out, have uh, a good view all around you at all times. Um, so it it's almost like a campsite. Or on like, a, like a hotel yeah. room, you know, <laughs> a room with a view is, you know, what we call it. And, um, and and you can be in it all day long and not feel guilty about, you know, being cramped up in some little cave. I'm talking to Bert Taylor from Vestibule Trailers. The other um, interesting thing about your trailers, I thought, is you said that I, I read that the people come and pick them up. Like right, they yeah. come and get them. They do the tour with you. They walk through it. Um, it isn't like you deliver it somewhere. They literally come to you and make a trip out of it, and they must be so excited to pick them up. They are just ecstatic. It's amazing to to watch people, and, uh, it, and it just makes you you know get all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, inside. and you're right in St. Paul here, so you're making yeah. these locally. You're hiring local people. You have a new prototype. I read that. Oh, <laughs> am I not supposed to talk about well, it? Well, the word gets out. You know, sometimes you. Keep these things secret, but that you might be doing something new. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I could talk about it, but don't hold me to it. Okay, okay. no holding you to it. This is a <laughs> and maker this is a space. secret. Okay, just okay. between you just and me. Just between you and me, and well, whoever listens to this podcast. The thing about teardrops is that it it's uh, it's appealing to an active lifestyle. Yes, and most of our customers, less and less all the time, but most of our customers are have been you know between. 55 and 65, um, empty nesters, and mm-hmm. they need to check things off their bucket list. But um, there's a lot of young people out there, millennials, that want to go rock climbing and they want to go cross-country skiing and mm-hmm. they want to travel and they, you know, and they like camping, but this is such a nice way to camp. Yep. Um, to, um, to have a vestibule that we'd like to make one that's maybe a little more affordable Maybe um, something that doesn't have so many bells and whistles, easier for us to make. Um, and uh, uh, people who, who already have their camping equipment, they don't have to buy a new set of equipment. They can just use their camping equipment, and it kind of fits seamlessly into this trailer. Yep. So that's the idea behind it, make it uh, lighter, um, slightly smaller, but not too much not not too much smaller but but basically making it so that you you have a comfortable place to sleep and and hang um and it looks cool as hell going down the road behind yeah. you know, whatever you want to tow with I love that idea um do you have a name for that yet Well the working title is uh Sweet Pea That's cute. I like it. Or the mini. Yeah, I was uh, going to say the mini. Yeah, m- 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 millennial m- Nelly. <laughs> the millennial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although millennials, I have heard, do not like being called millennial. What they find like it offensive. What, is it, what, what should we call them? I don't know. And it, the uh, the idea that they're <laughs> called anything they find offensive. 
now, are you offended when someone calls you a boomer? No. Yeah, me neither. I'm a. I think I'm either a boomer or Gen X. I don't know. I'm 49, but. I'm well, they used to. I used to be called a hippie. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> My husband did too. Well, Bert, I really have enjoyed talking to you. It's Vista Buell, V-I-S-T-A-B-U-L-E. They're teardrop trailers. They're just works of art. They're made over here in St. Paul. They are beautiful. And if this is something that you're interested in or you have an active lifestyle, I I mean, honestly, I am going to seriously have to try to talk my husband into getting one. Um, I just think they're so neat. You know, another market, too, I don't know if you've thought about this, but to rent them. A lot of people are interested in renting them. Um, we that's that's kind of a whole other business. Yeah, and we have to have a kind of a repair shop because it's not uncommon yep. for somebody to damage a trailer. Yep, and um, we're kind of not we're not there yet, but at some point uh, we'd like to be. I mean, yeah, it, I would think that would be people, a great business. It would be fun to you know just speaking for myself. It is an investment, so. Do I know if I'm going to enjoy it? You know, I'm kind of, like I said, I've never even camped in a tent. I'm embarrassed well, to say. Then, then you, of all people, should come and, and, and stay. Spend the night in, in the, the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> With your husband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate it. It's Vista Buell Teardrop Trailers, and they're beautiful. So you guys should check them out. Thanks, thank Bert. You. Thank you, Stephanie.